Wow. Episode 77, and I'm pretty sure I'm still drunk from 75. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're recording them out of order, all kinds of wackiness. We just recorded 75 last night and got pretty drunk um, in the process, so let's uh, see how this... Yeah. Don't worry. They already know that. By the time they're listening to this, they already know <laughs> just how drunk you got in the process of recording that episode. Don't talk shit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not awake enough for your shit talking. We have a very special guest on today from all the way from Germany, Miss Luna. And she'll be a Hi. guest. How you doing? <laughs> She's going to be a guest host today. And... Oddly enough, I think people will be able to understand you way better than Skousma, who speaks English as her first language. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, I'm trying really hard. <laughs> oh, no, you're doing great. Oh, yeah. It's uh, very easy to understand you. Yeah. So a little bit about Luna. I don't know if I should be doing this or she should be doing this. She says that she's always known as been known as the horse girl at home. So we're going to, um, Oh yeah. We're going to, at some point debunk or settle for once and for all what, you know, what is behind horse girls and sex and (laughs) if they're better in bed and why, um god i have a cousin that's a horse girl jesus i mean yeah they're all crazy (laughs) you had to take it there um you want to take us away yfb me sure yeah just want to jump right into this see i feel like yeah unless unless she had any other i'm not sure so so we're we're going to talk about sexual tendencies in different countries and ethnicities uh i have i definitely have experience sleeping with women in other countries mostly in central america um i don't know that i could speak i i I can't speak from experience on sexual tendencies in other countries i will say germany has a reputation for being one of like the filthiest, kinkiest countries around. Really? I did not know that. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Confirmed. It's it's definitely true, but it's for the normal person sleeping around like Germany, Europe, it it doesn't show like, but we have a lot of like sex conventions and dungeons and stuff, but they're not really for the normal person to go to. It's just for tourists to look at mainly. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So is a lot of the like BDSM and uh, things in that culture, like has a lot of that originated in Germany or why is that? I have no idea. Okay. I have actually no idea. I have no idea. Okay. To be honest, I've never met anyone personally that's into it. Yeah. I've only met people from other countries that are into like more kinky stuff. Really? So, are you, yeah. Are you into I've BDSM? never met a German that's into it. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, I wish more people in Germany would be kinky and into BDSM, but no one really is. So do you have, So to find that, do you have to go out and seek it out in other from people from other countries, like you're saying, or? Well, yeah, definitely. Or you just go into those like we have a lot of like groups, but they're kind of closed off. So you're not you can't just go in and go like, oh, I want to be part of this. You kind of have to be invited or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of difficult. So like yeah. private, private sex club type yeah. situation. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Should wow. Be one of those when we were there. Yeah. Well, we and had I to think- be invited. <laughs> And I think mainly the all this stuff comes from that also prostitution is legal here. That's kind of like a big thing. Okay. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just in um, the Netherlands. I didn't realize it was prostitution was legal in Germany as well. No, it's completely legal. You can do whatever. It's all wow. legal. Oh, shit. Hmm. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. We have way less strip clubs than the U.S. though. Way less what? Strip clubs. Oh, strip, strip clubs. clubs. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, this is the capital of strip clubs, this country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but okay, is strip clubs not a way to try and legalize prostitution, essentially, or, you know, a, a spin mm-hmm. I think it's a way of, of disguising it. it. Yeah. yeah, disguising. That's a, That's a better word for it. You know, and so Uh, I I don't think there's as much prostitution running out of strip clubs as you think there is. Like, I'm sure a lot of those girls walk that line and, you know, a lot of them probably are prostitutes as well. But more often than not, you're not going to find somebody in a strip club. Yeah. Offering you sex for money. Oh, no, 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 no. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, oh, my God, every strip, every strip club or every stripper is a prostitute. By, no, by, no. by any means, like, I'm not I'm not trying to draw that connection at all. I just think um, I think it's I think it's the way of flirting with the line here, since there is a line as opposed to there. It sounds like there's not. Yeah, we just have straight up like prostitution houses i don't know the english term for it whore but houses. we don't have strip clubs we just have yeah we have just whore houses and they're not disguised as anything like they're not disguised as a bar or anything yeah okay interesting are they, are they in the front windows like they do in amsterdam yeah they are some of them are closed off especially only for men so women can't go there which is kind of rude because that would be interested yeah. but like most, most of them are just open. That's awesome. Oh my, yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> so, what? Got, like, aside from okay, you mentioned that there's a huge BDSM kink culture tied with Germany. What are some other things that you've noticed? What do you feel like about, uh, you know, Central America? You what know, else? Do you, do you have anything else? I what can, are your perceptions? I can tell you another stereotype of another ethnicity, which is Greeks and anal. That's a very well-known stereotype. Um, That's kind of true. And I'm Greek, and I love giving anal. <laughs> so, well, yeah. From probably, what I've from what I've heard or what I've experienced is that like most of these southern countries, like Italy, Spain, they're more into like 
rough kinky stuff than germans or northern countries oh really okay i i can okay. i could see that because the amount of daddy issues that italian girls have because <laughs> all of our fathers i feel like in germany it's mainly going into like mainly like female dominatrixes that kind of stuff who have a lot of those Oh, really? I could, I could definitely see yeah. that. I could see. I could see that, too. Yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing here, like female doms and stuff. I could definitely see that. Um, <laughs> Central America. I. It was just fucking. So, like, I, it wasn't ever, like, anything other than just fucking. So, I don't know yeah. how much I could actually speak on like their tendencies or anything like that it was no different than fucking anybody else. Okay. But there was nothing yeah. like out of the ordinary or nothing special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what about just like you through your media? Do you have anything that you feel like you have noticed through your media and your following throughout the world? Sex wise? Yeah. Okay, I can tell you one thing I've noticed that there's fucking kinky freaks all over this fucking world. They all <laughs> they follow me from all over this goddamn world because of the kinky sex talk and, and everything else. So okay, fair. I would say worldwide there is a very large kink population, if you mm-hmm. will. I don't fucking know. Um, and... I feel like once you like are once you walk into that realm of sex, it's probably pretty much the same wherever you are in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Things might yeah, be a I little agree. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 True. So Luna, what is your perception of I'm actually very curious about this. What is your perception of people in the US and like different potential differences between Europe or specifically Germany and the U.S.? Well, I've only slept with someone from the U.S. once, and that was pretty basic. So, okay. <laughs> what I've seen from, from social media and stuff, kind of like they're more open to it, but they're less kinky about it. Okay. So you, what do you, you mean? You talk more about sex than we do. Like in Germany or in Europe, you don't really talk about sex that much yes. or at all. Yes, I have heard that from a friend who moved to Germany from from the U.S. and and they told me that people were mortified when she would talk about sex and that it was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, we so don't I, do that. Wasn't yeah. her husband mortified when he started following me? I don't remember. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about Probably. mortified, but I, I think he was definitely yeah. in in a little bit of shock. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, because he sure. knows you, just because he knows you. Right, right. <laughs> I think I think so. So you were saying you feel like we talk more openly about sex in general, but yeah. that but is kinky? From I don't know. I I don't really have any experience with Americans, but from what I've seen, yeah. I feel like it's less kinky, but more open towards anything. Whereas in Germany, most people are probably 
the biggest freaks, but you don't know about it. Even if you sleep with them, you still don't know about it because they don't tell you. Oh, and then really, if you're open, if you're open about it, people are always like weirded out a little bit at first because they don't, oh. they're not used to it. Because I'm kind of oh. open about anything. Yeah. So you will be having sex with someone like multiple times and meeting up with them and then kind of like tease it out of them and decide and discover that yeah oh wow I've always I've always been really really like straightforward with it but they always they're always a bit weirded out by it because they're not used to that because the standard here is just really shy and and don't talk about it and Mm. that kind of thing which sucks honestly yeah that does so when you say that you think americans are less kinky what do you mean like what is your idea of he's so offended by this he's like i'm not i'm I'm so kinky and i'm from america i don't know (laughs) i i don't i don't care about that at all i just want to know like what 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 her thoughts on what kinky is okay well, like I said, I only slept with one guy from the U.S. and that was pretty not not kinky at all. And I'm used to like going to sex conventions and stuff. So I see like guys dressed up as a puppy all the time or like just, you know, like the, the female dominatrix stuff. That's in my eyes kind of kinky. That's not what I'm into. I'm more like, I'm more really on the submissive side, but that you rarely see here. You're more of the dog and in the U.S. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can I can understand what you mean in that aspect, and like I said, but I've, I've only seen it on social media, and I, you don't see everything on social media that people are into. So I really have no idea. Right. Right. For sure, and th- there's definitely those communities here in the states. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, they're probably very closed off and you know kind of the same yeah. situation you're not going to know about it unless you're part of it yeah so um not my anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anything else that you feel like you've noticed amongst or between countries in europe or um or no like i know that you said that the further south you feel like the more bdsm yeah definitely also like uh towards sex work in general i feel like it's more okay in the u.s to do anything kind of sex work related like only fans it's kind of basic to do only fans at the moment but here in germany it's even though if you don't do anything really bad like if you don't post nudes or anything people always assume the worst like if if they found out that someone had it in OnlyFans, they assume the worst. Yeah, they think uh, you're like basically equally as a as a like crack prostitute that kind of level. Okay, okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. So something like that is a little more taboo there. The yeah, OnlyFans. because we don't talk about it. Because, because yeah. we don't talk about it. Fair, fair. All right, are we ready to move on to our next topic? Oh, I am. I am too. So Luna, you made a comment to us that you we, actually, it's kind of funny how this came about. So we asked her, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we asked her if she had any, you know, if she was into BDSM, if she had any particular punishments that she particularly enjoyed. And uh, she she said back, I think that not being able to come 90% of the time is punishment enough. So that does sound like fun. we want to talk about that. No, that doesn't <laughs> sound like fun at all. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that, does, sure. that does sound like a horrible punishment so do you want to share a little more on that with us yeah definitely i mean okay it's it's it kind of sucks yeah yeah have you like as long as you have been sexually active has this been the case for you yeah it has been i mean i don't remember but uh, if I think about the times that I actually had a proper orgasm, it was probably, I can count it on, on both my hands. Like it was probably like five, six times in my life Whoa. where I had a, like, a proper, proper orgasm where I could feel like all the muscles contract and all the other times it's just like, like a tinier version of an orgasm, but not the same. Whoa. So, and okay. I feel like that's not really common. Um, it's not as <laughs> uncommon as you would think. Yeah, I've, no. I've, I've slept with girls that like just can't come like or they're or they're coming and having such tiny orgasms that they don't they're not even realizing it yeah uh, i have yeah. that most of the time probably i think that it's something that for whatever reason isn't talked about that much i don't understand why i think that it should be talked about more potentially you know, like the fact that you feel as though this is so rare and crazy for for you, like, and you know, even looking at my face and reaction, I like I have to check myself at the door here because I'm like, okay, I'm acting shocked and stuff too, and it's all feeding into the perception that this is totally rare and unheard of, and I bet that that's not the case. Is well, I guess no, I what I'm saying? Yeah, I was so. Go ahead. I, was, I was talking to a girl just this past week on Snap who can't come. Like, yeah. can't come. And so I asked her, I was like, well, do you masturbate? And she was like, yeah. I was like, why? I <laughs> 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 did. I was like, well, like, because that math doesn't add to me. She's like, no, I mean, it still feels good. But, like, when do you know it's over? (laughs) (laughs) It's over when you decide it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, for me, it's like, I definitely, yeah, I definitely do. And I can't come. Like I said, I have, like, these smaller, tiny orgasms that don't really feel like the real thing. But when I masturbate, I mainly go for those. And I definitely can orgasm, but it takes a lot of effort. And most of the time, it just feels like I need to focus really, really hard on it. So I can't really enjoy it most of the time. I can squirt as well, but it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So um, do you remember your first orgasm? Yeah, it wasn't too yeah, long ago. Yeah, it was ago. only five orgasms like... ago. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was like half a year ago or something. Okay, so it was it was long after you were having partnered yeah. sex and were sexually active. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what an orgasm felt like until I turned like 21. 
Wow. And was it with a partner by yourself? It was was with my, by myself. And then like a few days after with a partner, same thing happened, but it, I, I haven't figured it out yet. So it's not really like I can control it. Yeah. And, and, and make yourself have the like proper real. Okay. Other than your mini one. I can do it myself now, but it takes like 40, 50 minutes for me to get there. Okay. Okay. Isn't, aren't there shots for like, I know, Yeah. I know people were writing in about it on snap a few months ago. Um, I was unaware of it before then, but not a woman. Yeah, there, there are, I, I think that they nickname it the O shot. Yeah. Um, right. and it is basically, they will take out some of your own plasma and like extract essentially like early stage, like growth and stem cell type of my understand that's my understanding of it obviously not expert um but that's what they that's what they remove they remove it from your own blood and then put that into a vial syringe that then they um inject into the clitoris and Ooh. the yeah and then the um like growth stimulating factors and stuff that are that are in that that mm. were through running through your bloodstream that they just concentrated into this one vial and put all in the clit are supposed to stimulate like um basically development for more blood flow and heightened sensation um and that's the that's the goal behind that um from what I've read on it, which is very little, but I have done some reading on it. The results are, the results are pretty good and they last long. It's supposed to last for at least a year. I want to say it was when I was reading, it's been a while since I read about this, but um, yeah, there it's something out there does exist to try and height. It's funny because I don't really mind it because I think for the fact that I don't really focus on my own pleasure, it gives me way more pleasure to see my partner finish and stuff. That's why I'm super submissive now. Like it gives me way more pleasure to make my partner happy rather than having the orgasm for myself. Like it's, I don't care for myself most of the time. It's way better for the other person to have to experience that. And you feel like that is what has driven you to be more submissive as a partner yeah i think so definitely that that is so interesting i really like that and that that manifestation of how it came to be you know that's yeah that's very interesting so the 10 percent of the time that you do have these orgasms basically it's from focusing really hard and putting in the time putting in the time basically yeah, I have to I have to focus on it really, really hard. I have to hit the right spots like for most of the time. And if it if I don't if I miss like one spot one time, I have to start over again, basically. Okay, okay, I gotcha. I mean, it's like most of like that. Yeah, I was gonna say I can I can relate to that concept and and thought. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was I gonna ask? Oh, do you have 
your little mini orgasms that you're mentioning? Do you have those along the way to achieving this real and big one? I can either have one of those. I either have like the small ones or I push past those and like ignore those and have a bigger one. But most of the time I go for the small ones because I don't always have an hour to masturbate. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. The struggle. The struggle is so real. Yeah. And that's why I don't use many toys because it's faster if I do it myself and I don't really focus on the on the big thing. Okay. Have you tried have you tried toys at all? Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. They work sometimes. What kind of what kind of toys have you tried? Like have you tried anything that is clit specific or are they Yeah, more... definitely. I Okay. I tried the what was it called? The the, the one that the sucking one. I forgot what it's called. The womanizer. Oh yeah, called? the womanizer. It's a that it's a, works, per, it's a personal fave. <laughs> I can't say the same, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Everyone's different. Yeah, I'm more into like butt plugs and vibrating butt plugs. Those work better for me. Okay, okay. So if you, those work better for you in terms of trying to get the big orgasm. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely mm. make it more interesting. I feel like butt things intensify most women's orgasms. Yeah. yeah. It makes it go way faster for me. Yes. Yes. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old anal. See? Greek. Yeah. Oh, God. It would drive me nuts and I'd be able to fucking get off. Not <laughs> you you wouldn't be you wouldn't be the same person who you are today if you couldn't get <laughs> I wouldn't be alive. If I'm being completely honest with you, I would not be alive. Oh my gosh. It's kind of yeah. like the essence of who I am. <laughs> no kidding. You've built your entire life around orgasm. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, I think, she's like, oh my god, I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> that no, I mean, through your Snapchat, I basically discovered like things that I can try to help me. So, yes, That's I, cool. that is awesome. I love to hear that. We literally, especially yeah. because there were so many people from my city that replied to one of my story answers, and I was so like uh, surprised by it that so many people from my city follow you and i really want to know who it is but i couldn't figure it out <laughs> oh, oh that's man crazy that's it's always it always cracks me up when somebody will like tag a city from another country and then like people will be like shit i'm from there whatever whatever yeah yeah it's always very interesting it is yeah it's not like you care right <laughs> i care i love seeing it because like Somebody sends me a like somebody sent me a picture from Estonia like yeah. the other day. I would have otherwise I would have never known somebody from Estonia followed me, but I thought that was cool <laughs> as shit. I don't even know where the fuck Estonia is. Roughly. Yeah. I it's have. on the right side next to Germany, basically. Kinda okay. next to Poland. Okay. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> a little geography for your ass. 
yeah. I, I kind of have a random question. Is it true that Americans don't know shit about like geography and Europe and stuff? I would say that our European geography is definitely limited. I think that I feel confident that I could accurately label, if you gave me like a blank European map, I feel I feel like I could accurately label like 10 countries. Yeah, you know, I've, <laughs> I think well, that... Well, because I couldn't label all of them, definitely couldn't label all of them, and I'm from Europe. Yeah. I, I like think, a, I think... I could do the same, um, probably more than 10, honestly. I was going to say maybe like less than 20. But I will say this. That's fucking rare. It's fucking rare as shit. Yeah. And for the most part, percentage-wise, it's probably true that American, because most Americans don't know their own geography. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, yeah, couldn't even label all 50 states on a U.S. map. I was talking to like well, I a, can't do that. <laughs> a 60 year old woman a couple of years ago. Yeah. Out in, in California. And she was from, I don't even know where she was from, but she was like, where are you from? I said, um, DC. She was like, Oh, I was just in Seattle. Okay. Oh my gosh. The fuck like does she that thought have that. To do, what does that have he, to do with DC bitch? That's you can't get farther apart on the fucking map. <laughs> like, <laughs> How the fuck yeah, but, do you not know that Washington D.C. is not part of Washington? A part State? of Washington State, yeah. She, clearly, she did not. No, she did not. I, I was my oh mind my was gosh. blown. Oh no, my like, gosh. How yeah. is that possible? Yeah, I mean, but in fairness, our geography education is like what in grade seven and grade eight. Maybe and then never again. I feel like you learn the U.S. Wow. Yeah, you learn the U.S. Uh, states in earlier. You have to let, know, know the states and capitals Much in earlier. like fourth grade. Fourth grade, yeah, I want to say. Probably, probably. Yeah, and then you do the world, world geography and stuff for one part of either seventh or eighth grade, or maybe a little bit in each one. And then you, and then you will never touch it again, unless you're like studying something that pertains to, to that. Like, I, I, I don't even know what kind of degree would you study in college that would require intense geography. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Didn't go. I don't know. I, I'm sure that something exists, but it's rare. Oh, it sure. is. Very rare. I would agree with that. All right. Do we want to talk about monogamy? Sure. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you have some, how do you feel about monogamy? I think I know how she feels. <laughs> I have an inkling. You have an inkling. So what, what, what do you think? I think you're staunchly against it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not against it, but I think it's bullshit. <laughs> huh? okay what does that mean i mean uh it dep- well i think everyone should be happy the way they think happiness is defined like if someone's happy in a relationship that's fine i don't i don't give a shit what other people do but for my part and for most of my friends it's like why does it have to why do you have to be in a relationship and limit yourself to only that person when 
for me, love and sex is like such a different thing. Why do you have to limit yourself to only having sex with one person, even though it doesn't change the fact that you love your partner? Mm-hmm. So have you ever been in a in an open relationship or a non-monogamous relationship? Yeah, I am in one right now. Okay. But it took a lot of work. <laughs> um, on so your I part? Like most people are... No, on, on my boyfriend's part. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you entered this... He wanted to be monogamous. Is that what you're telling me? Well, we've been together for two years already. Yeah. So in like a monoga- monogamy, monogamous relationship. And it just, at some point, he's much older than me. So I felt like I was kind of missing out. And I don't, I don't want to regret stuff. Like if, it, if the relationship doesn't work out, I don't want to have wasted my 20s being with one person when I could have experienced all those like fun things that you can do. But I still want to be with him. So I introduced it to him and he wasn't happy at first. But it's kind of it's kind of helped our relationship a lot. It's still difficult for him, but it wow. works for me. <laughs> I bet it works for you. <laughs> yeah, you're getting to go out and fuck other people. Does is he? Are you his only partner, or does he see other people as well? He's definitely allowed to, but he doesn't want to. But okay. I wouldn't have a problem if he would see someone else. If he but would, but it's his choice not to. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And like, do you guys have certain rules or anything in place for this? Like, do you have to tell him anytime that you find someone or are interested in sleeping with someone? Yeah, definitely. We have set on a lot of rules because I think like talking about it is the most important part. And our sex life has not been the greatest before that. So like one of our rules is, for example, it can't be people that both of us know it can only be like people that he doesn't know and have to tell him before and only like once a month and stuff like that okay so there's a time time on it too and then what about are you let's say you have your uh may meet up with with someone with your one person and it went well and you enjoyed it can you meet up with them again in June? Well, no, not really. Okay. It's like, that's part it, of your it can rules? only be, yeah, it, it can, can only be, be a one-time thing. Okay. And it does, do you tell the, the person who you're hooking up with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that it would be kind of rude not to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm just, very very curious about all of the logistics and stuff um has it improved you and your boyfriend's sex life oh yeah definitely like a lot a lot it was very boring before and kind of like some bad things happened before that and now it's better than it's ever been like he was never really that into kinky stuff and for some reason me sleeping with other people made him super kinky. <laughs> <laughs> really? Now I'm kind of at the point. Now I'm kind of actually at the point where I'm thinking like I don't really need the open relationship anymore. So it's definitely helped a lot. He, wow. He was he was like, I gotta start fucking this bitch, right? Or she's gonna roll the fuck. Out. <laughs> 
Yeah, he doesn't want you. Yeah, that was kind of it. That was kind of. He doesn't want you fucking anybody else. So he's like, if I fuck her better than anybody else, she's not gonna want to fuck anybody else. Exactly. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. (laughs) I mean, how true is that, though? Like, I don't know. And it it helped us in many ways. So we started talking way more. We didn't really talk about private stuff anymore, and we started talking again. So it just helped us in many ways. Um. Interesting. Yeah. I was he ever concerned about um like STDs or anything with these other people? Was it ever just a random hookup in a bar or you know, is it always planned out ahead of time and to a point where you no, can it be has like to be get, it has to be planned out. Okay. Okay. So then do you do you make them get tested? Does he require that you guys use condoms? Well, it's a rule, but I would still only use condoms with foreign people, just for my own safety. Yeah. I mean, I don't like them, but that's I'm, I'm not trying to be risky or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's smart. So. I'm just looking at you yeah. like, because <laughs> you have all the questions. I know. Have you, <laughs> so you said that you mentioned that this has improved your sex life with your, with your partner. To a point where you're like, maybe I don't even need this open relationship now. Has it been more than your like month allotted, you know, like you said, once a month? Has it been more than your one month period now since you have um, sought a relationship outside of your boyfriend? Yeah, it's been. Uh, it's been more than a month. I've only met up with one person so far. Oh, okay. Like I wasn't really looking for a, another thing at the moment. I'm kind of just not focusing on that right now. But it's still, yeah. it's still like on the table. We're still being in an open relationship. It's just not that active right now. It's not are. active. Okay. Do you think that if it was more active, that he would have a bigger issue with it? Yeah, I think so. He doesn't. <laughs> he still doesn't like it. But I. I basically set like an ultimatum. It's either we break up or we try this. And if it's going to work, it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, we're going to break up anyways. So it was basically the only solution. Fair. That's right. <laughs> yeah. To the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to waste my time with anything. I don't blame do you. Do you ever see yourself being in a monogamous relationship? Yeah, definitely. Okay. But I still, I'm still really young. I'm 21 and my boyfriend is 35. So I kind of want to spend my 20s just doing exciting stuff and, and partying yeah. and hooking up with people. And that once I've, like, I felt like I've, I've done enough, I definitely see myself getting married, maybe having like, a kid or something. Not, yeah. not now, right. but in the future, definitely. I don't, I don't think anybody, like, I don't give a fuck what people do as far as like, being in relationships and all that shit, whatever people like, whatever makes you happy. Cool. I don't think people should be forced into like, not necessarily forced into it, but they, you know, because of the surrounding culture feel like they, you know, a lot of these people come out of college or come out of whatever and feel like they have to find someone, get married, have a kid, start a family. And by the time there was definitely a time, there was definitely a time in my life where my perception was that, okay, college, college is for meeting your future husband. 
and a lot of people are under that like under that impression yeah and and what happens is statistically at least 50 percent of them by the time they're 27 are have made a huge fucking mistake not because they they are now divorced because that ain't shit but now you're divorced with kids most likely (laughs) right yeah yeah i think i think nobody like everybody should spend their 20s fucking having fun you know seeing what you like yeah experiencing exploring yeah and then if you really like want to get into that like that frame of mind where you're looking for somebody and you want to settle down 27 and higher like you're older at that point you've had your fucking fun right right and you're making more well-informed decisions at that age right that's what i was gonna say not to mention that you know I, i like we say, okay, have fun in your twenties. But I think that really the important part out of all of that fun is the A, maturation that happens during that time and B, all of the self-exploration that you're doing, both figuring out like what you want as an individual out of, out of life in general, as well as what you want out of, out of sex and in those relationships and stuff. Um, so I think that Luna has a very, very mature perspective on this, actually. I would um, guess that I think so too, honestly. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't either. Yeah. No, that's, that floored me as well. So <laughs> I just don't see the point of trying to restrict yourself to being with someone that you love and giving up on something else that you want to do. It doesn't have to take away from one thing. You can just find a way to have both things and add them up, you know? Yeah. We yeah, no. You want your cake and eat it too. Loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but no, I, I, so you think that monogamy is bullshit when you're young. Basically, is what I'm hearing. Definitely, like your perspective. Above thirty, above thirty, I don't care. But below, like thirty, I think everyone just do whatever they want to have fun, experience life. Real. I love it. I love it. Because you preach that, that all the at time. At that age, you just like you. You know, you're you're watching somebody go through it. Like it's it's sad to watch people go through it because you know how that ends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing, nothing you could fucking do. Nothing you could say, nothing you could fucking do. Right. Yeah. But I mean, if you're happy getting married at 22, I'm, I'm the last person to talk bad about it, but I've seen so many times where it just ends badly. And then they're always regretting the time they wasted on someone that turned out to be an asshole or something. Right. Or or that ended up going out and cheating because, well, they've only had sex with, three people in their fucking life and hey yeah exactly i want some new pussy you know? right yeah exactly. you finally you finally wake up in your in your 30 late 20s or early 30s and realize like oh wait a minute yeah i i i haven't i haven't shit. experienced what's out there and that's something that i would have wanted to do you know and not having that uh foresight when you're younger well I, and I yeah think- this is a perfect little, I, I'm assuming that the being open-minded is, is a life choice. I, these 
two topics go hand in hand, I assume. Yeah, I was I was going to ask if that was related and if this relationship and opening up your relationship is what kind of inspired that or if there was more to it. No, I've always been open-minded and I think it's not only limited to relationships. I just think wasting your time judging people for what they like or what they do is just such a waste of time and you should really just focus on yourself and what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And not enough not enough people live by that. I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of people just waste their time thinking about what other people do and what they what they're into. That's the basis of social media. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You feel like you those people are just looking to judge other people, looking at other people's life to, lives to judge. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah. So, do you feel like you have always kind of had that mentality, or do you think that you make a conscious effort every day to remind yourself of like I am, I am making this decision to be open minded and non judgmental, or is that something that has always come easily to you, I guess? Yeah. No, that's pretty easy for me. I've always been like that. I've been like raised in a really kind of weird household situation. My siblings all turned out like in a really funny way and different ways. So I've always been like exposed to non-conventional things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah fair so you that came relatively naturally to you but i think that what i'm hearing is that you would challenge other people to kind of embrace that same mentality where if they don't feel like they have it now then to try and make a conscious effort to be open-minded and say hey this what they're doing it's not affecting me move on don't judge it don't dwell on it that's what I try to tell everyone that gets mad about someone for something they do or something they look like. I just always try to remind them that it's none of their business and they should just not care about it. Why waste the energy? Yeah. It's such a waste of energy. True. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> such a waste. It's sad that not more people realize that, that they could spend their energy on so much, so many better things rather than judging people on the internet or, or people they know. I think a lot of that is the difference between people that feed off of and live off of negative energy without even realizing it. Like, yeah. And people that do not, that operate on a higher, you know, level of like me, I'm here to have fun. I'm going to have fun no matter fucking what. There might yeah. be a few bumps in the fucking road, but I'm going to laugh at everything and I'm going to have fun until the day I fall yeah. and die. <laughs> exactly. <Because laughs> why the fuck not? Yeah. Like, why live your weight, you know, waste your whole fucking experience here being miserable? Fuck that, man. Make the best of yeah. it. Yeah. So. I think it mainly came from the point I've been like, having mental issues and depression for really for most of my teenage years. So I really tried to work to get out of that. And now it's just like a easy ride for me now from now on. That's, that's interesting. 
hope maybe some people take something from what you just said because that's very interesting. Um, I'm interested in this next topic. <laughs> Better friendships if you have sex with them first. Please explain. Pretty straightforward. If you sleep with someone after, like, shortly after you met met them, you kind of just skip that awkward phase of not being comfortable around each other. You just go straight to, all right, I've seen you naked. Like, I've seen your butthole. We can just have fun together. <laughs> and even if you, even if you don't continue to have sex, which is, I'm still friends with people that I slept with in the beginning, and it's not sexual anymore at all. But it's just so much easier and so much, I don't know. Do you feel like that's true, though, that there is no sexual tension or sexual desire anymore? Like, do you think that that truly goes away? Maybe it truly goes away for you. Right. Do you feel like it truly goes away for these these men that continue to be friends with you? I'm only friends with one of them. And okay. definitely, we're both, we're both in relationships now. We have no, like, interest in each other anymore. We're still friends. We still, like, care for each other. But yeah. like nothing would nothing would ever happen anymore. Yeah, because I feel like I do have friendships with a couple of guys that you know it started off sexual and then was just like it faded out very quickly for for me like any kind of sexual desire and moved on and have either like stayed in the same friend groups so we see each other and are, are still friends in that capacity or we have just remained friends because we felt like we had a good friendship however i will say that i can think of two guys in particular that have you know like kind of fit this mold and fit this scenario and both of them like long after the friendship was established have expressed persistent sexual interest. Mm -hmm. Well, what's what's so bad about that? I mean, if it, (laughs) I mean, it's fine. I mean, if it, if that would happen to me, I wouldn't really care about it as long as they still respect your boundaries and they're not pushing it too hard. But if they're still like showing interest, I'd just be flattered, I guess. Yeah, no, I like, I I get that. I I, I do. I guess I was just curious whether or not, um, I, I you know, like that, that truly was able to go away in your in your instances. I'm not complaining by any means that you know these guys are still. I think it does go away. Yeah, from from most of them. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. I have a follow-up question. Do you want to be friends? <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you think you mean? <laughs> well, you stated that better friendships start with sex. I'm looking for a great yeah. friendship. So, let's be friends. Yeah, for sure. That's fine. <laughs> you did catch when she said her relationship is still open, didn't you? Hundred <laughs> percent. 
I've, I've tried I mean, to refrain from saying a few things in case he decides he wants to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, so. you, can, you can say what, whatever. I'm not sure if he's going to listen to it, but I'm going to tell him about it, definitely. This next one, which is the last one, horse girls are better in bed. <laughs> and I know all horse yeah. girls think that. Because they tell it. It's, it's like vegans. They're like, hi, I'm a vegan. Horse girls are like, hi, I'm a horse girl. You know what that means. But I don't think I've ever fucked one of them, to be honest with you. Which tells me it must not be that good in bed. How, do, how is that? How, how are you making I've that deduction? So many, why have I had so many women come, come, to, come to me on my snap Bragging about being horse girls, bragging about how they fuck, and I haven't. Have you ever tried to fuck any of them? Indeed, one. Oh, I mean, I can still fuck her, but yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I know who this is. Yeah, (laughs) I don't necessarily. I like. I don't look at her and think that, like, oh, she'd be great in bed just because she. I honestly don't think it would be like anything spectacular. If I'm being completely honest, but. But, I mean, prove me wrong, horse girl. Yeah. So, what I think is because every time you tell someone you're a horse girl, like, most people are just go like, oh, so what else do you ride? So, most of the <laughs> egos are kind of, like, up here. But yeah. it, depends on, it depends on how good of a horse girl you are. Like, if you just, I mean, I'm kind of like a professional horse person, whatever. So, I make my money knowing how to move my hips (laughs) i mean because there is a lot of hip movement involved with being a good horse rider right yeah yeah and you need to you need to know how to contract your pelvic muscles too and how to move and how to listen to your body so that does kind of play a part in it but if you're a shitty horse rider you're going to be shitty in bed (laughs) i feel like i'm not shitty in bed but i do you're not shitty in bed (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like I'm not shitty in bed, but I am a shitty horse rider. So I don't know how that plays into the equation. But Well, A, you're not a horse girl. And B, you've ridden horses, what, twice in your life? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. And I think also one of the the main reasons is because the stamina is there, for sure. Like if the girl's on top, most girls don't really know that movement. And if you're a horse girl, you know the movement. So you can do it for quite a while. It doesn't mean that you're that good at it, but at least the stamina is there. Fair. <laughs> Fair. So you feel like the this kind of like stereotype or whatever about horse girls being good in bed is strictly in... Um, like a position where the woman is riding a man and in regards to like hip motion and hip movement. Is that right? Like it doesn't equate to anything else in sex. No, I mean, that's true, but I think they're also kind of all into pain because horse riding is a sport where you get hurt a lot. So they're from, from the girls that I've known, they're all kind of into pain. They, they all into. Oh, Oh, okay. Interesting. Maybe I need to, Find me a horse girl to fuck. <laughs> to yeah. beat and fuck. <laughs> so I think that's also a reason. 
Because they tolerate, yeah, they tolerate the pain better. Yeah, you need to find enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, you get kicked a lot. You get like a horse, horses bite you a lot. You fall off. It's kind of, it's just all painful. Yeah. Yeah, those things sound painful. Yeah. yeah. This is why I'm afraid of horses. Oh, nah. goodness. <laughs> horses are dope. There's nothing to be afraid of. I know. I'm getting less and less afraid of them. So your favorite punishment is being beaten with a belt? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the... the most favorite one strictly on your ass no everywhere doesn't matter where but i mean ass is fun but also just anywhere i like getting slapped in the face with it too mm, i told you these are <laughs> freaky man <laughs> no you were trying to say that they weren't <laughs> no, I, meant, I meant germans not horse uh, not oh, horse girls. Oh, <laughs> strictly talking about germans um, okay, okay. that's hot. That's fucking hot. I'm not going to lie. Never done it, but I have a new friend. So maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, Most guys don't want to do it. Most guys don't want to do it. Shit. I do that <laughs> real quick. Um, so how do you incorporate this as a, as a punishment? I'm asking uh, me. Yeah. How do I incorporate it as a punishment? I yeah, mean, how do you how do you incorporate belt beatings? Like do you do anything in particular with it or the belt? Do do yeah. Well, no. I know what you're getting I, at, but like <laughs> you're not doing a very good job of it. I'm um, sorry. A lot of times the so for the punishment of the week, the way I hit a woman with a belt, um I bend her over the bed, pants down usually naked um i make them place their hands flat on the bed and not move they're not allowed to bend their knees and they have to count and they're given a set number that they're going to be counting to and if you lose track of count gotta start all over again so that's how i beat a bitch you're just sitting there smiling <laughs> <laughs> Got you speechless, bitches. <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty hot. What's the what's the most like number that you've ever done? I want to say it's around fifty. You and I have done fifty. We have, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've gone over fifty. Yeah, like, thank God I didn't lose track account that day. The, and it was a combination. <laughs> like I'll use. I prefer the spatula, honestly, to the belt. But I that was like belt, spatula, probably, actually, <laughs> the paddle we're about to fucking review. Um, yeah. All three of those. It was a combination. So it wasn't just like 50 with the belt. It was, you know, 20 with the belt, 20 with the spatula, you know, and interchanging throughout, you know. Yeah. Because, couple with the bug zapper. Couple. <laughs> yeah, the bug zapper as well. <laughs> but, like, for me, the reason I do that is I know it catches the person off guard completely. If I go from the belt to the spatula, it's a completely different kind of pain. Totally different. Fucks them all up in their head. They lose count and got to start all over again. Mm -hmm. so. Um, would you say that your experience, Luna, is similar? Or do you have any twists on that? 
from my experience, it's never been mainly counting. It's just been like switching between getting slapped on the butt, the face, getting choked with it. It's mm-hmm. just it's just like incorporated in while having sex, not just okay. mainly focusing on on the beating itself. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not just like one session of strict. Yeah. Eating all in once. Okay. You want to tell us about the toy of the week? Toy of the week is how do how do they? Hold on. I'll I'll read the name. I'll read the name. We got it here. Fur lined paddle. There it is. Fur lined paddle. And I'm sure anyone that's ever walked into a sex store has seen one of these because they're everywhere. Um, I I've used man, I've used. I've had one and I've used it for fucking years at this yeah. point. That thing has seen more pussy than most men will ever see. And <laughs> it it's I still use it to this day. It holds up. Yeah. I, I mainly like to use it like I'll use it anywhere on your body, but I mainly like to use it on pussy. Um to spank the pussy. But you just hit too hard, I think, to be able to use this on an ass. You can, you can still use this on an ass and it doesn't, it doesn't do nearly, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt enough for you to like it. Like it's sturdy enough to be able to use on the ass. It doesn't, it it hasn't bent or broken or whatever over your years of using it. Yeah. Yeah. But it just doesn't doesn't hurt enough for your liking being used on an ass. But but but, I mean, it's perfect. Yes, for you. <laughs> I'm saying that other people could, you know, if they aren't looking for the same pain scale and pain level that for you're sure. looking for, I'm I'm I trying to make it, clear just, that it's sturdy enough to be used on an ass and to spank an ass. Well, and I said, I said I use it everywhere. I yeah, I know. I, I Sorry. Use it on, I've used it on your ass many fucking times. Yeah. I use, but I just don't prefer it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I prefer it on the pussy. It, yes, it can be used anywhere. What I like about it is it fits so easily into my fucking suitcase. Like, takes up no space at all. Kind of like my belt. Actually, my belt takes up more space than my fucking, than this paddle. Um, yeah. But it's easily travel. You know, you can travel with it very easily. I've never been stopped with it. And those are yes. all things that are very important to me. Mm-hmm. It's fuzzy on one side, leather on the other. That's another so, thing. I will, you know, it's got the fur on the one side. So what I like to do is like I'll spank the shit out of a pussy and then I'll just lightly run that fur over the pussy. Like I'm being nice. I'm not like you're being nice. And then bam! Put that bitch right back over. <laughs> so that's the toy of the week. The link will be in the description. It's under twenty dollars delivered, delivered. Um, to the fucking door with code fuckboy at checkout on adamandeve.com. And I think they were also giving away a they're giving away uh some type of gift set. Yeah, some type of gift set with it if you get this one. Um it was like a romance kit and uh Ugh, romance kit. Yeah, it's mystery, mystery box basically of of giveaway toys. You could actually get some cool shit in their some of their mystery boxes. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say all of them, but you can find some good shit here and there for fucking sure. Uh, yeah. the, the link will be in the description down below. Luna, it has been a pleasure. 
Um, yeah, it was really fun. I, I told you there was nothing to be nervous about. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm really glad you came on. That was interesting as fuck. I have a new friend. So, <laughs> Definitely. Either one of you want to add anything before, before I wind this down? I would just thank Luna yeah, again wanna, for coming on. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love this. I. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, so, you're cool as shit. <laughs> you're, definitely, you're definitely mature beyond your age, I would say. So, all right. Well, ladies. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. I'm sure you have. I have no doubt about that. All right. <laughs> Well, it's time to go. So remember, always be a good girl for daddy. Bye. <laughs>